This podcast was recorded at Hartford Street Zen Center, Isanji, in San Francisco. Please help support our temple by making a donation at hscc.org. Happy Pride to everyone. I thought I'd uh, dress a little less soberly today. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, there wasn't any volume. Sorry. What I said was, uh, happy pride, and um, that I uh, decided not to dress quite so soberly today. So This is more um, Southern Chinese style. Uh, and uh, looks like it, yeah. No more complaints, I think. And... Um, this uh, uh, Hai Ching long sleeve robe is a gift from uh, Kato San and Tendo San. So thank you both very much. Um, It's, uh, it's pretty clear that in our world, uh, uh, various kinds of uh, knowledge and discovery uh, outstrip our uh, adjustment to, to them. Uh, so it's it's pretty common for uh, science and, and technology and so forth to kind of leap ahead and then uh, the human society is kind of uh, left scrambling to catch up to the implications And um, when it comes to uh, conservative institutions, it's even more pronounced. And because of the way that um, religion fits with society at large, uh, you know, it, it, religion is typically uh, functions to uh, shore up various social identities. And uh, therefore, uh, uh, change uh, can seem very threatening. So nowadays, um, Uh, our 
our understanding of, uh, for instance, uh, sexuality is um, has developed quite um, quite substantially in the last. I don't know. Well, if I say fifty years, I used to think, well, that's longer than I've been alive, but it's not anymore. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I think that um, whereas everyone, to some degree, makes choices around sexuality, fundamental orientations are not a matter of choice. And I think this is pretty clear, pretty well established, and yet, that uh, knowledge is having a lot of trouble penetrating certain circles. Uh, even though it has begun to do so. Therefore, there are still people who think of non-heterosexuality in all of its different manifestations as uh, a, uh, you know, a sinful life indulgence, which anyone who, who lives non-heterosexually knows that that's idiotic. Um, and the, uh, the Roman church you know, there's some, there's some very smart people in the Roman church. And uh, as, as I often say, I often remind us that the Roman church is not a monolith. There are all, all kinds of people, some of them very, very forward thinking and uh, progressive and others not so much. Anyway, uh, they and other um, persons of a Christian persuasion thought they could do kind of an end run around uh, developing knowledge from psychology and sociology and say that, um, well, okay, the orientation is not a choice, but non-heterosexuals must choose celibacy to remain godly. And um, well, I suppose there are some uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, and other folks who have taken on that stigma. And um, we, we wish them well and wish them the uh, capacity to step free from that illusory burden. But I think those numbers are shrinking, actually. Uh, so this whole uh, question of uh, choice is uh, is um, fundamentally a mystery. 
the other day, my brother and I were talking about this, this topic and uh, he was, was kind of fretting about his decision, his choice not to go through with his engagement many years ago. And I was trying to encourage him to reflect upon the mystery of such things. Similarly, uh, I used to think that I uh, chose to be, you know, a Buddhist. But I am no longer so sure. Is that what I did? I, I think many people tend to feel that they made a choice, for instance, not to continue in the uh, spiritual tradition of their upbringing. But choice is clearly involved, but how much of it is... Uh, subject to conscious control. In the most uh, mysterious of the four Gospels, that is, John's Gospel, uh, Jesus tells his disciples something like, um, uh, I don't remember the precise words, but something like, you think you chose me. But I chose you. It's as good a statement as any of the uh, ungraspable nature of phenomena like that. Now, similarly, we may think, you know, oh, we choose to do zazen, but beyond a certain point, I really wonder if that's so. Uh, when we uh, take our seat, runny nose, when we take our seat the choice vanishes. 
or maybe I should say the illusion of choice vanishes. And nowadays, um, uh, neuroscientists, uh, apparently some think that they have unraveled the, uh, the mysteries of, uh, you know, will and so forth. And uh, if I'm around long enough, I will be curious to see how long that their uh, confidence lasts. For instance, you may have heard that, oh, well, free will is an illusion. Such and such a cerebral framus does such and such, and that's the real source of our decisions. I, I just find that absurd. And this is based on... Um, um, you know, what one day, I'm quite sure, will seem to be incredibly crude equipment tracing supposed electrical events in the brain and drawing conclusions therefrom. Uh, because before you decide to move your arm, Something goes, bzz. therefore, there is no free will. <laughs> Come on, gang. I, I am deeply skeptical of these, uh, these uh, assessments of the human mind that the human mind comes up with. And as is obvious, we, we cannot get outside the human mind to study it. Therefore, there will always be some question. Just how scientific is this? And so it's uh, possible that uh, Buddha chose us or is choosing us moment after moment. And this is, I think, this is why Suzuki Roshi 
returning from his, his uh, doctor appointment where he was told, okay, this is it, you're on your way out. He told people, don't worry, Buddha will take care of everything. And he was right. So Buddha will take care of everything, but um, he or she will use our hands. And that works pretty well. Meanwhile, there are, uh, are lots of uh, activities and, and things to take care of, things to do, places to go, and so forth. A lot of it looking like conscious choice. But I suspect there's more to it than that. Um, the occasion for my uh, talking with my brother about various things was uh, our visit to our um, uh, boarding school down the peninsula. And uh, we were invited to lunch with uh, three other old people. So... There were five old goats at the table. And one was a big surprise. It was a, a fellow who was a, a young monastic when I was a student at the school. It was great fun to see him turn up. And our host, or my brothers and my host, uh, Father Matthew, uh, had, um, I don't know if he uh, presided exactly, but he, he delivered one of the orations previous Saturday at the funeral for uh, someone I think I mentioned, uh, uh, Father Stephen Keady. Although in his post-monastic life, he, re he returned to his uh, given name, Richard. Anyway, it was, it was kind of entertaining. As I was saying that in our Dharma talk that day, Father Matthew was uh, saying to the, the uh, funeral congregation, something like, as, as we... Uh, gathered here today 
there is a he'd be may be forgiven for referring to us as a Buddhist monastery, which we're not quite, but close enough. There's a Buddhist monastery in San Francisco. Uh, where the uh, abbot is where he is because of Stephen. That's that's as true as anything. He was perhaps the only monastic who was not disparaging of my interest in Buddhism back in the day. And in fact, encouraged me to study. And he, uh, he wound up being a uh, professor of comparative religion at San Jose State for some 40 years. Uh, so since uh, we never know exactly, I think it's just as well to have some comfort with mystery. And to uh, set aside the, uh, to me, burdensome notion that we're going to figure it all out any day now. One of my psychology teachers, Lord, in the mid 80s, which is already, never mind, a long time ago, said, um, as a psychologist, Maybe he was, I think, maybe he was a psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't remember. He said, uh, you know, he was uh, constantly confronted with colleagues who were quite sure that they're right on the verge of, you know, unraveling something like mental illness or 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 the exact. Uh, medicines to use to fix X, Y, and Z, just right around the corner. And he said, it's always right around the corner. We never exactly turn the corner. And personally, I think that's how it will always be. And if we think we have turned the corner, it will be an illusion and possibly a dangerous one. So we take our seat in the midst of mystery as it unfolds. And as you've heard, we are referred to as those who study the mystery, right? For a while now, I've been urging us to uh, uh, follow the stream to the source, 
I would suggest we continue that uh, practice. After all, it's quite, quite simple. Since we are at the source all the time, while it's true, the streams kind of tries to lead us away, typically into the future or past. We can follow the stream to the source. And sit there and watch the clouds. And uh, you will perhaps see the uh, the uh, mysterious meaning of the assertion, for instance, on the part of the uh, Yogacharans, that uh, what we call the world is inseparable from mind. Uh, this has been uh, equated with Western idealism, that philosophical trend, but that's not accurate. It is uh, based on a meditative insight. Uh, accessible to anyone. Anyone that is who is willing to study mystery. And I presume anyone who's here today uh, is among that number. Uh, so today and tomorrow, I don't know what's going on. Here, there, and elsewhere, but please make good use of the light, as we say. As I'm sure you understand by that, I, I'm not referring to the daylight hours. Although they're part of it. Those of you who are listening and are too far away to have a cupcake, I'm sorry. We have cupcakes. 
And uh, if you have figured out the uh, the uh, yogic power of uh, multiple bodies, maybe you will crop up here suddenly and claim a cupcake. Please feel welcome. Other than that, maybe anyone has a question or comment today. Kato-san. Those, uh, thank you for your talk. Um, I was, I remember being introduced to this no free will <laughs> development or discovery or whatever was going on when that was a big thing. But I just, I, I always have struggled a little bit because of, and even sort of, you know, the manifestation of things through karmic forces a bit because I've sort of driven to take responsibility for everything that's in my life and try to, um, probably even things that are not my duty, if you will. But, um, you know, I was working with gay youth from age 25 to 30, and they were primarily uh, um, living in group homes or under foster parents or on the streets. Yeah. Um, majority of them, most of them had been dismissed from their homes because the parents did not accept who they were. And some of them are as young as 14. Mm -hmm. Some were, you know, it was a wide gamut. Some were prostituting to get by some right. were um, uh, some straight-A students that saw their parents out in public would not look them in the eye and turn their head when they saw them. And it was uh, an interesting experience. And I remember I kind of pulled a white lie to one of them once because they were, we, we've been having, I was a youth group facilitator and a mentor and there was a big message about what had happened to them, you know, how all the forces of things have resulted in this cruel you know, homosexual life. That they had, and so they kind of asked me about that in all my wisdom at age 26 about you know how I felt about that. And I said, you know, because I felt it was important for them to feel a little empowered about and okay with it. I said, I don't know, I chose this, I chose this life, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't have chosen any different. So, um, I don't know, it was just, uh, I don't know, so I struggled with the no free will, I sometimes even <laughs> struggle. Karmic results and balancing, like you know, taking my ownership of you know, what my life is and where things are. Mm -hmm. It's a tough balancing act, I guess, for me. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts on that? Well, uh, karma is itself a mystery over which Buddhists are still arguing after some two and a half thousand years. So um, uh, the, the prominent choice uh, for many of us has been whether to uh, live in a way that is congruent or not. Uh, to live in a congruent fashion or in a way that um, 
presents a uh, very carefully maintained persona to the world that is completely ungenuine. And that is a, as much of a choice as uh, seems very, very obvious and very, um, very critical for many of us. And uh, some of us are forced by circumstances not to be able to do that because uh, to live congruently uh, exposes us to injury or death. But mostly around here, that's not so, not so true. And as a result, uh, a lot of folks were moved by the, the wish to live congruently to come here or to go other places where that was possible without it threatening one's life. And uh, a lot of those kids had made that choice to live congruently and paid a terrible price. I did much the same work as you at the Larkin Street Youth Center here in the city and encountered the same thing. Uh, but uh, living congruently is a tremendous relief. And uh, if one has to leave home to do that, I think most folks find that it's worth it. Now, yeah, that looks like a choice, but again, how much of that is perfectly deliberate? I don't know, but almost certainly not all of it. And I think uh, Dr. Young would agree. David. Uh, I've been, I guess, for quite a while, uh, realizing that I'm living right now with choices I made decades ago, or maybe even last week. Hmm. And um, some of those choices, some were, I would say, conscious, some were probably totally unconscious, and some were somewhere in between. Hmm. Um, and I, I may or may not, not like the, the results of the choices I've made. Right. Um, but nevertheless, here I am. Right. And I'm, all I can do, um, it seems to me at this point, is accept the fact that these are the consequences. And um, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do? How am I going to handle those consequences? How am I going? Where am I, what's the next step to take, perhaps? Mm -hmm. um, 
and I really, I guess right now, I'm all I can, all I feel is that all I can be is like open to what happens next. The baggage is there. The baggage is the baggage. That's in the past in some degree. But all I can do is acknowledge that, accept that, own it as much as I possibly can, and be open to the next thing that comes along. That doesn't mean, of course, that I wouldn't like to tweak what happens next. Of course. You know, mm -hmm. um, but even if I tweak and it doesn't turn out the way I like it, okay, well, there what's it after is. that? What's next? Mm -hmm. you know? it's, a, it's very interesting to consider these things. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, as the decades accumulate, there's more and more of that to look back on mm -hmm. and wonder. Was that the right choice? My, my brother still wonders, was it the right choice to depart from his, his uh, engagement? Personally, I think, oh, definitely it was the right choice. His uh, fiance was a uh, piece of work, I thought. But he still wonders sometimes, was that the right choice? What if I had a family now? Yeah, yeah, what if? Well, I found for myself when those questions arise, they're essentially feelings of regret somehow. Sometimes. I did not make the right choice. Right. So, but here I am with the results of that choice. Mm -hmm. Do I like what's going on right now? Do I, do, I, do I like my life as it is currently with all the crap mm -hmm. and all the joy and all the other stuff that is part of being me right now? I would say for the most part for myself, yes, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. So in, in some sense, I have no regret. And yet still, yeah, a little something creeps in once in a while. Right. Oh, if I'd only done this. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's almost irresistible. Yeah, part of being human, I guess. Yeah. Kai, did you? Uh, I feel like choice is kind of funny word in this context. I mean, there's no I to who's choosing what choice, right? Yeah. I mean, there there is an I. It's just not the way we think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I get that. But right. we don't really say, oh, okay, I'm going to choose this and I'm going to make it happen, you know? Right. It looks that way sometimes. After. Yeah. Not during. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't really choose the uh, sexuality. Uh, I don't think so. The words we use is kind of confusing. Sexual orientation. Right. Well, orientation is a little more straightforward than people say, you know, what else do people say? Uh, Does that imply choice, I think? Orientation? Orientation. No, it's more like a compass. A compass can't choose which way it points. And that's how it feels. I think that's the, the felt experience for a lot of us. It's like, I didn't choose to have the compass point that way. Now, I can choose whether to uh, make that part of my lived experience or hide it. But that's the, as much choice as I have. It was still using sexual orientation. Yeah, there. yeah, I think so. Uh, better than, you know, sexual choice or, you know, whatever 
about right. sexual nature. That's maybe even better. One's sexual nature, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I don't like the word orientation. Well, the day is still youngish, so let's go have our cupcakes. Yes? Oh, uh, we, we do want to have a short uh, ceremony for the late abbot, Zinchin Philip Whalen. Again, it only takes a few minutes. You're welcome to stay. Um, and uh, those of you who are here today and want a cupcake, you have to stay. But it'll be very quick. So, See, my sound is quite low, but do you mind? Can I ask a question or maybe submit to the chat? Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, I was wondering, um, uh, Hojo San, could you weigh in on um, uh, Folsom Street versus Dory Alley? Ver- versus? <laughs> versus? Aren't they kind of the same boat? Yeah, they're brothers. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that is, you know, something I've never been drawn to. So, um, you know, as long as people aren't hurting each other, then, you know, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, as somebody said. Um, But I, you know, I don't, although aesthetically I am not drawn to that, I I don't care to pass judgment either. I guess that's as much as I would say right now. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, cupcakes. No, ceremony, then cupcakes. Thank you all very much.